Hey, this is Gratuitous. Welcome to Music Production Made Simple, the show that focuses on best practices about music production, which is based on FL Studio. If you're wanting to become the best producer you could be, subscribe and listen weekly. You can also check out my courses, which teach you the principles and basics of music production. They'll get you up and running quickly. In addition, I also have books on Amazon and tons of music on Spotify. Always feel free to hit me up at hi at itsgratuitous.com. So let's get into the episode. All right, hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Music Production Made Simple. So this is actually super, super exciting for me. First of all, how to get the most out of this podcast, okay? So I'm going to be having an Ask Gratuitous session every once in a while. So what you guys can do is come to the podcast page. It's at itsgratuitous.com forward slash podcast. Select an episode, and at the very, very bottom, there's going to be a contact form. You guys can just ask me a question. So you guys can either subscribe when however you listen to these podcasts, but the best way to do it is if you do come to my website on the actual page for each episode, I'm going to be leaving a resource section. So if I talk to you, you know, about courses, uh, links, books, I'll always include links to what I've talked about in each episode. In addition, I've also allowed you guys to support the podcast for $5 a month. That financial contribution will help tons. You know, again, this podcast has taken a lot of time to figure out and all that research coding all that kind of stuff that's taken me about a month up front to figure out you know how to put together a high quality podcast in addition I've also been doing a lot of planning I have 11 episodes planned so far I have two pages of ideas already. So the goal of this podcast is to teach you best practices with music production, kind of get through the fluff and get right to the point, talk to you about what you really need to know as a music producer. I also want to create episodes in terms of how to prepare you for what life is like as a producer, because, you know, as soon as you start venturing out into entrepreneurship, which is really, you know, being a music producer, you don't just have to sell your music. Like I've taken more of the approach of selling courses and books and uh, providing knowledge, right? But when you are in the entrepreneur lifestyle, it's, you know, the music is really no longer fun. It's now a business and you have to make sure that you really enjoy this to really pursue it as more than just making the music. Because when you first start up, you know, it's fun. It's just a hobby. You're doing your thing. But eventually it turns into you know, like it's a business and it can get tiring, especially when you don't see results. I've been doing this for over 10 years now. Um, I've seen a lot of ups and downs, but over the years, I continue to push through and keep growing. Okay. Uh, I'm also wanting to show you guys some real audio examples in this podcast too. For example, if we're talking about like compression or like uh, cut itself, not every single episode is going to be like that, but from time to time I will do something like that. And I think that'll be a really cool approach so that you guys can hear like the before and after and see the power of that technique that we're talking about. And in those episodes, I'd highly recommend listening with like headphones or earbuds or something where you can really hear the audio nice and close. Okay. So I just want to talk a little bit about me personally, as well as a producer. That way you guys can get a little bit more of a sense of who I am and, you know, my approach to this music industry. So I'm both a music producer and recording artist. I actually have nine beat tapes. The ninth one is a greatest hits. So what I did was I took uh, volumes one to five. I took my favorite tracks and I combined them into a greatest hits. And I'm planning to do that when I am going from six to 10. So right now I'm on volume eight. So I have two more releases before uh, greatest hits volume two comes out. For myself, I've taken more of the beat tape approach to releasing my music. And I feel that that is a lot better for branding. It allows your listeners 
listeners to follow the series. And, you know, for example, if they join in, let's say volume six, for example, you know, they can go all the way back to volume one, as well as if you have any future releases. It also allows your listener to get a more sense of who you are as a producer, especially if, you know, you're not just creating that same style of music. Throughout my audio career, I've also worked with a Grammy nominated artist. It happened really, really cool. It just happened over like an email. They asked me, it was like, hey, can you make a remix of Amazing Grace? And I was like, okay, I'll try it out. I sent him the beat and he recorded like that same night. So like it happened within like a day and uh, we ended up doing two tracks or whatever. I have a different approach in a sense of when it comes to selling music because of like my faith, uh, I believe in Jesus and stuff like that. So my approach to selling music, he has revealed to me that it's wrong to sell music with the name of Jesus in it. If you want more information on, you know, what I just said there, there's a couple scriptures that I'll link to that reveal where the stories have happened in the Bible about this. It's called the cleansing of the temple. And what happened was uh, Jesus walked into the temple and there was people selling stuff in the temple. Like, you know, they were like selling like doves for sacrifices and stuff like that. And like Jesus walked in, he made um, a cord, like um, I think it says like a scourge. And he went and he kicked over all the tables and he just like pretty much told everyone like you got to leave. Like this is my father's house. It's a place of worship. It's not a place of selling stuff. Okay. And the thing is in like the Christian music industry, what these artists are doing is they go from church to church to church. And what do they do? They set up a merchandise table and they sell their music. And really it's like, who's that benefiting? Like that's not benefiting Jesus it's benefiting that artist. Um, so I don't want to get too much into it, but that's just going to give you just a little bit of an idea of who I am as a music producer. So that's why if you go to my website, that's why all my music is for free, even though it is on like these streaming platforms like Spotify and stuff like that. I've only done that. So that's it's easy access for potential listeners um, or even people who like my music, but you know, they can just simply stream it quickly. But in terms of myself for creating music, so I'm really big on not following the trends because the way how I see it is trends come and go. But if you get liked for who you are, for your music creation, for your style, that is huge. Okay. So there's kind of like a balance in between. Yes, you have to create, you know, what people like, but at the same time, you have to create what you like. And that happens for two reasons. First of all, you know, you're going to enjoy what you're doing for a long time. And that's super, super important because if your music takes off and you start making money through this music industry, uh, in 10 years from now, you can still create your music on how you like, not on what your fans like. Okay. It's kind of a combination of both. And I also find by doing that, you won't get in this producer's block, okay? Because right now, if you're creating what's in, what you're doing is you're hoping to get found by, you know, the popularity behind these certain genres. For example, trap music is in right now. I don't like trap music at all. I don't like the sound of the music. I don't like the message that they're portraying. I just don't like it. And I think it's a trend. And I feel that within a couple of years, it's going to be gone. Just like dubstep, right? Look at dubstep. It was huge. It was, you know, it was unreal how big it was, um, but it's gone. And I, personally, I'm happy. Like, I don't like, I didn't like that music. Uh, the thing with dubstep, it was like, there's certain parts of dubstep where like the, the melodies, like it's like, it sounded so good. And then all of a sudden it went into like the LFO wobbles and it was just like, man, like, okay, next song. Like let's, let's go to a song like where I can actually enjoy the melody. So now in terms of music production, the gear and stuff like that. So I'm really big on keeping things simple. Now that we're in the digital age, 
It's, it's awesome. It's affordable. We can recall presets just by opening up a project from our music program. Uh, back in the day, if you were on an analog console and you made a mix a week later, someone wants to change like how the vocal sounds or whatever. Like, how do you approach that? Like, you have to go to the, the console dial all the knobs back like that is you know that's so backwards so you have to be careful on the knowledge that you are receiving within this music industry uh, for myself over the years you know as i've been starting up trying to read all this stuff uh, what i found is there's kind of like an older generation in the music industry and they are the ones many times putting out these myths and rumors uh, in terms of audio production. For example, like in the box, it sounds cold and dry, but it's like, well, nowadays they also make analog plugins. So to give you that same sound, it's like the hardware gear. Again, you just kind of got to be careful of what you're listening to uh, out there. But what I'm trying to say is I like to keep things simple. I like to save money, but as, at the same time, still get the highest quality results out of my music, out of my sound, you know, pretty much whatever I try to do online, like even with video editing or whatever. I'm always trying to keep it simple, save money while still getting the highest quality, okay? Because no matter where you go in life, there's always going to be that kind of balance in between you pay for what you get versus, you know, when you once you start paying way more, you know, you're only getting a few percent more. And so on the personal side of things in my life, so, you know, everything can't be about music when you're a music producer, because since music has become your business, you know, you got to know how to balance your time to do other things. And it makes it really, really hard because, for example, like if I'm making my beat, now I got to, you know, mix, master it and get it ready. So now if I go create the artwork, it's like, well, I'm still working on my music. If I go to release it on like Spotify and stuff like that, it's like I'm still working on my music, even though I'm not actually creating the music. And then, for example, like let's say I'm talking about like my courses or my books and it's like I'm still trying to create and market those. It's like you see, it's like my life is always about music, always about somehow to do with music and it can get really really tiring so you have to somehow get different hobbies and for example like um you know I, I like to skateboard sometimes so like you know i'm not amazing at skateboarding but it allows me to get out and clear my mind from always sitting in a studio or in front of a computer or just even always thinking about planning like for example like i'm saying with this podcast uh just the other night i was sitting there trying to figure out in what order should i put these episodes for you guys to get the most benefit because i gotta kind of think like for myself like when i first started what do i think like how like what path do I want to take you guys so that you guys get the most knowledge and that it's the most effective and that planning stage is super super tiring but the thing is since I've planned you know maybe I can take a day break or whatever and come back and it's just like now that I have that planned it's actually saved me so much time in the future hobbies are really really important uh, just to get you away from your business I usually go skateboarding with a buddy and you know even sometimes like just the other day we, we went and like throw the frisbee and it was just like it was super good exercise after like we were just sitting on the grass chilling talking but again it just allows me just to get away from my music business and, and when I say that it's very loose right because you know I create courses books uh, tutorials uh, I write articles but then I also create the music and you know if this is your approach to it as well it's like you know it's just it's very very tiring now I just want to share with you the music program I use okay so this podcast is going to be based on FL studio but that doesn't mean that you can't learn uh, because for the most part I typically do teach the principles of music production you know the fundamentals that you have to know 
to excel. And that's to do with like anything in life. Like you always want to know the basics because as soon as you know the basics, it's easy to go to the advanced topics because as soon as you get stuck in the advanced topic, you can always go back to the basics and you'd be like, okay, I see where this is all linking, linking together. But as soon as you don't know the basics, that's where you start to crumble. Okay. So like I'm saying, I teach the basics and fundamentals, even though I use FL Studio. However, you know, from time to time, there are certain features of FL Studio, which will make that information unique and you know you may not be able to follow along in certain areas but that's the way it is i use F i use fl studio so i just want to talk about why i use fl studio and why i like it so much okay so the biggest selling feature of fl studio is that it's a one-time payment okay and you get lifetime free updates and they're constantly updating this software like i think i started on like fl studio 8 or 9 and it has come such a long way i have gotten so many free updates like i'm so grateful for that a lot of these other companies they charge an upgrade fee every year or, or like however often they upgrade and it's not cheap it's like 150 $50 per upgrade. A lot of times it's like, you know, what what did they really include to make that worth your money? You know, some upgrades are obviously better than others, but that's a huge selling feature. And I don't think any other music program, uh, DAW, offers that in the industry. In addition, as a company, they are just such an amazing company. Like they actually listen to their users, which is super rare. Like how often do you read, you know, online, like on forums or like, you know, social media, wherever that people are always complaining about this company because they don't listen or, you know, the users are constantly asking for this one feature. And like, you can actually see like, you know, there might be a blog post and you scroll down, look at the comments. And it's like, there's like 20 comments all asking for the same thing. And FL Studio, ImageLine is the creators of FL Studio, that's the company name. They actually listen to their users, okay? So they ask what the users want to see most, okay? And then what they do is they create betas, so test versions, and they allow their users to test them out before the actual release. And that's huge. Like they actually listen. Like I remember one time I actually asked for a feature. And, you know, not to say that it was because of me that I got included, but I do recall asking for this feature and in the next release it was there and it was to do with like having a start and stop uh, point of a sample, just like you can do with like, uh, you know, NPCs and machine and stuff like that. That was not a feature that was included in older versions of FL Studio. That just allows you like, let's say you were working with like, a kick drum or a clap, whatever, you know, you can actually trim the beginning or end to fine tune it. And then FL Studio has these in and out knobs, which are super, super amazing. I'll I'll share that uh, technique with you in later episodes. So they actually listen to you as a user. OK, that's really, really crucial. Now, they're also super active on the forums. Now, these are the actual developers of FL Studio. A lot of times, a lot of companies, what they do is they hire someone, you know, they might look at someone's resume and their resume says that, yes, they're really good with with customer service. But it's like they might not, they may not actually use the software. You know, they might just be learning it as they're trying to be the customer service person. But like I'm saying, ImageLine, the actual developers use the forum. It's amazing. Like you have question, they're there. If there's a bug, you know, they add it to probably like their development list of like bugs they have to fix and they come up with updates. It's amazing. In addition, uh, FL Studio has tons and tons of power users. So these are really, really popular people within the music industry. And FL Studio is also known for its super, super fast workflow. That's why a lot of people use it. Now, don't get me wrong. Every single music program has its pros and cons. Like at the moment, FL Studio isn't like the best when it comes to like audio clips, whereas other DAWs, you might have more control on automation over like the actual 
audio clip, like you can still automate in FL Studio, don't get me wrong, but it's just other DAWs are maybe more tuned towards working with real audio clips, whereas FL Studio is more of like a, you know, MIDI and, you know, a sequencer, but the workflow is amazingly fast. And like, you know, don't get me wrong. Like if you want to record vocals, you know, you can record your vocals into FL Studio, get, you know, commercial results, super high quality. I'm just saying in terms of like the audio clips, you know, maybe some DAWs might have a little bit you know, a better workflow that way. Now, FL Studio is probably the fastest growing music program, the fastest growing DAW, okay? if Again, if you guys look at YouTube tutorials, what is the most popular software that you see? It's FL Studio. I even had a student uh, that is currently a part of my membership. And if you guys don't know, I have a membership where you guys can sign up for a monthly fee. Currently, it's $10 a month, and you guys can get access to all of my 16 FL Studio courses. Um, but they signed up, and when they first asked me, they were using Reason. And they said to me, it's like, hey, I use Reason. Do you think that I'll benefit from your courses? Like, do you think that, you know, because I use Reason, I won't be able to learn because it's FL Studio? So two weeks later, they ended up emailing me, and what they asked me was, what version of FL Studio should I buy? And they ended up buying FL Studio. I think they bought the signature edition. That's the edition I recommend if you do buy FL Studio. There's like the fruity producer and signature. Uh, the signature is not way more money than the producer. For the extra price, it's well worth it. Uh, the fruity is not worth your time, okay? It's very, very restrictive. Producer is worth your time, um, but the reason why I'm saying the signature is, you know, you're only paying, uh, you know, I'm gonna say it's like an extra $100, but the plugins and tools that you get are well worth that money. And again, it's a one-time payment, okay? So other music programs, you have to pay the upgrade fee. FL Studio is that one-time payment. So that's why I suggest purchasing the signature. The all plugins bundle, I personally wouldn't recommend. Uh, I would actually use that money towards buying maybe some third-party plugins like FabFilter or something like that. Like I really like FabFilter plugins uh, over the years. That's what I've mainly used for like EQs and compressors and stuff like that. Um, in addition, so FL Studio, uh, what they've written on their website is they get over 30,000 downloads a day. So that's 10 million downloads a year. Okay, that's amazing. That just goes to show you that FL Studio is so popular. It's constantly growing. And personally, I'm very, very grateful for FL Studio. So I just want to personally say thank you, ImageLine, for providing a platform for me to create my music build my brand and my business off of. The lifetime free updates is amazing and I'm sure many other users of FL Studio feel the exact same way. So thanks for tuning in. Again, you guys can subscribe to get these podcasts weekly. The best way to approach it is to come to my actual website. It's gratuitous.com forward slash podcast. Select the episode and you guys can check out all like the resources and stuff there. In addition, you guys can use the Ask Gratuitous image, click that. It's going to bring you down to a contact form at the very bottom of the page and ask me a question. If you guys have questions about music production, want me to answer it, I'll answer it, okay? You guys can also check my courses, books, current studio gear and stuff like that at itsgratuitous.com forward slash learning. Okay, super, super simple. If you guys want to support this podcast, it's just $5 a month. You guys will see the button there as well. Um, you know, it helps a lot with all like the planning and just, you know, motivation to keep creating these, these episodes. If you guys want to cancel, you guys can just email me anytime and I'll cancel your subscription. Okay. So thanks so much for checking out the first episode. Um, you know, this was more of a kind of like a little rant. Um, it was just more of kind of like a little intro, like, you know, what to expect in our future episodes and stuff like that. You know, I have tons and tons of ideas and information, what I want to get across to you. I want to teach you the best practices, you know, how to have a healthy life, 
being a music producer while at the same time not following into the trends and making yourself stand out as a music producer and staying original okay so i'm gratuitous thank you so much for checking out the first episode and that's it thanks for checking out the episode if you had any questions visit itsgratuitous.com podcast select an episode and submit your question at the bottom of the page to the contact form if you'd like to take my fl studio courses see my current studio and podcasting gear read my books or are interested in lessons visit the link itsgratuitous.com learning that page will redirect you to more info and resources i hope the best with your productions i'm gratuitous and i'll see you in the next episode